like to ask if we could stand, do standing meditation or standing practice for about 10 to 15 minutes and if, uh, if that is comfortable. If um, for some reason or another your physicality doesn't support that, then do it in a chair and try to get it, bear in mind what's being indicated and even using substituting the chair for your legs and uh, connecting to the ground through that or even just through the sense of your legs and your feet touching the ground letting the chair carry your weight if you can carry your weight on your own legs then all well and good so let's stand <coughs> suggestion with standing because standing does help the lower belly to open more more relaxed perhaps than when we're sitting where you get a certain amount of pressure built up in the base of the body so it does allow the base of the body to feel more relaxed and open uh, and our inclination here is towards getting the whole of the body from the soles of the feet to the crown of the head Cross hips and shoulders and chest, the back and the front, and even the space around. So, and the three um, pieces of language, or three expressions that uh, we're waiting for our body to express one is ground, grounded, one is uh, spacious spaciousness and one is um, <coughs> cohesion and we need to get these begin to come in we also experience certain rhythmic suffusive potential in, in the embodied state which is innately enjoyable mm. so Ground. So we begin with the obvious place of ground in the feet, or if you're sitting in a chair, in the buttocks, in the thighs, sense of rested on something, and something that's resting on is completely happy and comfortable having you there. <laughs> you're not perched on it apologetically, but almost able to sink it deeper into it, it's that much part of you and in the embodied state it is part of you, you cannot experience your body without ground otherwise you just have a kind of vacuous shifting tangle of mist so if this embodiment ground is part of it we, as we stand we probably explain that as well, there's my feet and there's the floor, 
to actual, actually direct experience. You know, it's no feet and floor, there's a sensation and a sense of resting on that. Being at peace with that. Occupying that. Making whatever is weighty. Be carried by that. This is the easy access to it, then we can access it in other areas, but begin with this one, a nice strong sensation to flag it. Mm. Quality is such a safe, not need to negotiate, unconditioned, no deals, all those built into that ground experience so it's so such a precious um, experience build up, it doesn't operate at the same time as thinking time, so thought can be running on to the next piece or what's supposed to happen or that kind of busy, bustling energy you know, keep referring, unhook from that and keep referring back to around expanding one's awareness sensation around and above and even below deepening, widening and then sensing other forms arising above that the upright form If the upright form is extending from the ground, it carries some of that ground with it. Carries some of that ground, it's like a balance. No negotiation needed.
Space, second piece, can be first door access through. And we found this um, centrality, which is established by the ground, firmness. What's around that? Different textures. Those textures into successively you widen become softer tingly as if they are a hard edge and there's a subsiding or into space no pressure no edge Jump from one to the other, but one like the 
colours uh, on a sheet, painted sheet, gradually washing from a dark colour and the colour becoming exceedingly softer and paler so it just shades into this space, absence of pressure and the body can expand or find its form, find its centre within that. the grounding quality of relationship to space becomes balance, exquisite balance, poise. as we are this series of communications 
conversations, the heart mind jitter we picking up and being affected by that themes, it's feeling more composed, more open, it's jittery. Chitta can hear that tone expresses itself in terms of enjoyment.
So to return to a theme of the day, the exploration of these um, <coughs> aspects of the uh, conversation, ongoing conversation, the bodily formation, which you just touched into, some of the ways the body senses itself and orients itself and, you know, happening. It's a body is certainly not just dumb meat. And so uh, Kaya Sankara, the bodily formation, often generally translated as in-breathing, or gloss on it is in-breathing and out-breathing. Jitta Sankara, perception and feeling. Vajji Sankara, conceiving and evaluating. Naturally now we're dealing with the verbal. And the story of these is that the, if you like, the higher up you go from body up to verbal, then the greater degree of definition occurs and also a certain exclusivity occurs. So the higher up you go it gets more communicable and and intricate in some respects but also more exclusive. That is there are experiences uh, that words struggle with cannot really get around including of course Nibbana so you struggle stick that word on it Buddha say you can't you can't get it in that this is where they fail this is where they unravel they don't they don't do this but they're very useful for specific points because with the verbal formation you can turn it pretty quick only formation is a slow growing suffusing spreading slow talk Um, verbal talk quick sharp and you can turn it quickly heart talk somewhere in between the two your mood can shift Um, sometimes in a few seconds um, sometimes longer but uh, body can take certainly minutes even when you're deliberately putting all else aside and focusing on it just it's like it just gradually comes into warms up rather like sunrise gradually coming up and filling uh, as, a, as a, to the fore it's always running in the background so verbal experience something you can very quickly do and thought conception is very quick it doesn't take much to do that Bop. bring something to mind and here the advice is because of the nature of sankara that which is dynamic has the tendency to generate more dynamics more that which is a program tendency to generate more programs so say Buddha saying careful what you bring to mind 
because what you bring to mind is going to generate something. Um, so there's things one should not bring to mind that are not conducive. And it's up for you, it's not like there's a list of forbidden topics <laughs> per se, but you find out because you'll find out when you bring that to mind, your mind gets overwhelmed, your heart gets overwhelmed, flooded, or it gets into a tangle, or it just can't do anything. Well, then that's not useful to bring that to mind. Um, they to bring to mind something you can manage. So, of course, the instructions in Dharma are many because some things people can't get it, doesn't work, or they just feel, you know, like intimidated by it. What's that? I can't. That's not useful. Therefore, something that we can do, you know. And then people think, well, this isn't very much. Very intelligent to me. Yeah, but you can do it. It's not particularly interesting. It's not supposed to be interesting. It's supposed to be something you can do. (laughs) In other words, the idea is not to get intoxicated with the words, but just to use them as flags as thumbtacks, as bop. And so of course uh, one of our initial instructions is breathing in, bop. Put your thumbtack there, this is breathing in, this is breathing out. Oh well, I've done that, now do it again. I just did it three times, yeah, yeah. Now once you... <laughs> For all that time you weren't thinking about the football match, the cooking, the argument, and so forth. So and then that's not adequate because your mind, your heart, your jitter can't, can't really make much of that so let it evaluate oh it feels like this so bringing to mind, conceiving then it starts to expand the evaluation when you say you know, what do you mean breathing in and breathing out I mean, can you get that? what's really going on with it? so you get as much of it as you can Explore. Don't limit yourself to what you thought breathing in and breathing out was. It's just a thumbtack. And dependent upon uh, one's conditioning, it can take you to a number of things. For many people, it takes them in some semi conscious way to maybe you know the respiratory tract to perhaps a picture in a book of lungs with a tube going down the nose emptying these couple of sacs that's breathing in and breathing out so that's what you aim for well what if you just sort of rub that out <laughs> yeah. how does the body know you're breathing in and out and just keep rubbing out the map's just using the word to aim into, into anything that could remind you of that. And you get a much wider potential, some of which you might not immediately have language for. But they're in line with such qualities as certain... Well, it's alive. It's moving. It's a moving, alive, filling, flooding, brightening subsiding yeah yeah. and the more you attend in that way then actually that can't still open up that which we brought to mind 
and sustain and explore expands in our awareness. Just as any other topic does, you know, if you think of lasagna or something, (laughs) then you think of different kinds of flavors, the tastes, the textures, the color, um, heat, the degree of it, uh, the dish it's sitting on, the whole qualities expand out of that. It's not just the label, is it? But if you didn't have the label, lasagna, the rest of it wouldn't have. Simply if you don't have the label breathing, and we didn't have anything to refer to, we might not really get the whole sense of what occurs with that, that life, vital life flow and its experience, how the body experiences it through the tissues and the cells and the blood and the nerves, the skin, the eyes, the fingers. You know, it's not just the respiratory tract thing. So one of the problems with language is that it definitely gets it gets shifted along by the socio-cultural trends. And by and large, right across the board, the dominant socio-cultural trend is objective. Something is seen as an object there, we define it as an object there. By and large, the pre, pre, particularly the pre-literate world, experience things as subject. Um, difference being that I'm not talking, I'm not talking about it, but I'm in it, feeling it happen to me, feeling it happen to me. Recognizing actually in terms of direct experience that's more more useful. Much more accurate actually. Like when the truck pulled up the hill or the car got, or the van goes down the road, we could say that's just the truck going up the hill. But in terms of presence, suddenly that fills me. Maybe I feel slightly annoyed by it, I wanted to talk, or it's disturbed my silence. It suddenly becomes enormous presence as a, as a felt subjective reality. Mm-hmm. Um, look, it's just a piece of metal on wheels. <laughs> it's just sound waves. It becomes that. Notice a memory that you could probably just a flick of a memory that lingered would unfold in all kinds of fragrances, suggestions, <coughs> moods, qualities, mm, thoughts. Mm. Suddenly it becomes a universe. Um, so that's, that's the nature of the Sankara realm. That which was micro becomes macro. It expands. It becomes the whole topic. We're in it. Subjectively, we're in it, and it's unfolding all the time, expanding and unfolding, morphing. There's nowhere outside it where we can look at it. 
we're in it, we are it. So the recommendation, we do have some say on that. And that's the power of citta, I mean, and, and its power is expressed in terms of intention, chetana. So clearly citta and chetana are very clearly related. Just the words themselves. Citta, its fundamental power is to intend. Intend, again, this is a, uh, an English word. But in other words, it seeks potential, it seeks to trigger something, it seeks to activate, to enter and potentize something. Chitin is karma. It seeks to get engaged and make something happen. Even that's just emotional. Yeah. So, intention, we, we perhaps, skillful intention, we, we Chitta inclines towards meditation of it, seeking to allow it to expand and suffuse. And this is the, and abide in, something that can be lived within or dwelt within, that is for our happiness, harmony, stability, ease, and release. So this is the logic behind meditation. You intend or you seek, or your jitta inclines towards some sort of frame of reference, some reference point that it has a sense, this, you know, this is recommended by a wise person, I've seen others do it, you give it all good results, I want to attempt this, and expand within that. And that process of expanding and taking in is called jayati, uh, jhana, which is the often translated as meditation, although naturally words slide and it becomes something that is seen as very extraordinary. It's not extraordinary at all, really. The problem is we absorb into our all kinds of things. Absorb into (coughs) football, the uh, tax receipts, the uh, bills and accounts, the uh, kids' pro- problems, the <laughs> we absorb in, we dwell in, we make much of, and dwell in those ab- abodes. So, what the Buddha is recommending more fully is well, seeks an object to absorb into that will give you a very positive feedback loop. And this certainly is going to happen in the embodied state because if you absorb it, that the body calms and steadies its energies, shift and balance, and you begin to experience it, this rhythmic, flowing, enjoyable sense that alleviates um, worry, agitation, um, compulsive drives, um, doubt, ill will, sense desire. So this is a skillful abiding. This is the kind of jhana that the Buddha recommended. If that's fulfilled, we arrive at, uh, or there's a fruition of something called samadhi. Again, another topic, another word, now translated as concentration. 
Although, like everything else I'm suggesting, these words slide and slip, and we're looking at an English rendition of an experience. And the English rendition doesn't necessarily point very well to the nature of the experience. No, no. With that particular word alone, you know, concentration for most people is certainly an act of the will to hold something as an object. Concentration or samadhi in the Pali Canon, anyway, is experienced as not something you do, but something you enter as like like you found a place to sit down. Your mind has come to a place where it just oh here we are, rested, stilled, enjoyed. So it's not an action; it's a a state, an arrival, or otherwise termed unification, where all those disparate elements of mind have settled, and it's in a settled state. So we see the benefits, the drawbacks of the verbal formation. It easily becomes abstract realities that then we struggle to to actualize. They become topics that we then think about, add more abstractions to. And through that process stirring up a lot of mood, emotion, psychology, uh, which can be of considerable um, hindrance and obstruction. By and large, the um, simple default or simple guideline is, you know, try to experience this in your body because your body cannot lie. Even if it doesn't get the right word, it's exactly right. It knows, because it doesn't do abstraction. So there are taka vichara, you point, or you get that sense of bringing something into awareness, and repeatedly, and then along with that, well, what is that? I started with the idea, what is the reality of that experience? What tells me, for example, I have a body? That is simple step, how do I know? What is that? I feel a certain firmness, resistance, pressures, warmth, tiny tingles, spaciousness, flows, energies. You know, it's, that's that, isn't it? In itself. So we begin to wipe out the impression of the visual impression. And come into something more direct and uh, dynamic living revitalizing
or establishing sanyas or perceptions based upon body language shifting from verbal language to body language perceptions of stability, perceptions of flow, perceptions of rhythm these kind of um, experiences have been beneficial conducive to, to release the word chitana again uh, sometimes translated as volition it is that which seeks to potentize, which seeks to actualize out of all the possibilities this, this bit this bit, this so naturally that's the karma that's where decisive engagement occurs and then things start moving in line with that that potential, you know, I've decided to do this, therefore doors going to open or shut in line with that decision. I've come here, these are the sort of things that are going to happen. I've made a decisive engagement. Similarly, in ones, this begins in the heart, I've made a decisive engagement to bear with what I'm experiencing rather than deflect or distract, just bear with it, open to it. Right made a decisive engagement to just stay with this theme and put the other stuff aside that's called mindfulness bear something in mind having brought it to mind stay with on topic screen move out don't bother with things that are not on topic so this is the calm of meditation so that chitana um, this is one fundamental expression of, of the citta, sankhara, intention. The other, there are two more. One is attention, means having, and they sort of run together really, you can't say one comes before the other, but they sort of mix together. Intention aims, attention forms a focus. So you know, maybe inclined towards say, you know, mindfulness of breathing, aim that way. Then a frame up, something frames up. Oh, this bit, this is it. Forms a frame of reference, um, attention. And naturally, we use these all the time in our lives. Cooking dinner, you know, forget about other things tend towards this is what I get done there's some stuff here food here frying pan whatever oven okay now then you attend to everything that's pertinent within that thing and you make much of it and you put aside other things naturally attention has to be you know it's all relative you might say well don't forget that bit bring that in or if that's finished exclude that so attention is not a a final fixed focus but it's a provisional focus the ability to flex expand, narrow and intention similarly is not a fixed drive it's a, it's a negotiable drive you know, informing, let's slow down a bit is that correct? No, I think you just, just ease up there or incline that way or 
release there, rise, lift here, more zest in this. Yeah? So these are always sankaras because they're dynamic, they're moderatable, and they're moderated by this process of wisdom, which we get feedback. This is feeling more steady, more grounded, more embodied, more conducive. Attention, intention, third aspect of, of the Sankara process is called uh, Pasa and uh, this means impression something is registered and acknowledged so you're able to get feedback because something is registered oh that, yeah, that feels agreeable therefore it's acknowledged, therefore ah You've got something to keep attending to. Passa, translated sometimes as contact, or very often as contact, but again, contact doesn't really do it justice because it's not just a passive slap. It's actually a, uh-huh, touch that, that feels this way, I think, doesn't seem quite... It's always associated with feeling and perception. This is about... Right. So it's impression. Again, a very relative experience. This feels like this now. This strikes me this way now. Um, this is dark now. Oh, it's getting brighter. So those contact impressions change. So in this threefold process of meditation and contemplation recognizing all these a relative contact, intention, attention you sort of just keep letting them play with each other till they begin to find out the kind of feedback you're getting is pretty much reminding you again and again, no this is not conducive, this is struggle <laughs> this is not clear you know, this isn't grounded enough so, so shift maybe shift your intention shift your attention and you ah ah there's a sense of something is registered is got you could say and one sign is the, the chitta starts to lift brighten oh. it shakes off obstructions so we that's the process of meditation isn't it it's through this threefold mutual adjusting, we something that seeks harmony, resolution, clarity, compassion, depth, stability, and we're just jiggling around in this formation world. What's the right blend? Where well, I get it, and the feedback starts becoming pretty much regular. That this is beneficial. This is this is not and then I can adjust what I focus on, how I focus, how focusing happens. Um, yeah. uh, and that's, that's the process, that's all Sankara. And skillful. Unskillful Sankara, the opposite, isn't it?
unskillful sankara that process occurs whereby the negative outflows, the negative inclinations are still seeking to potentize. So that sounds crazy, but certainly humans seem to manifest this. Something to get indignant about. <laughs> Someone to blame. <laughs> yeah. Right, there it is. Okay, now make much of that. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be, of course, something we seek subjectively, something about to find fault with. And this is not a clear decision, it's a sort of pathology. Something, there's some pathology is sort of strange. I don't understand it. But somehow it, it inclines towards inclined towards negativity and find a topic to get nicked for that negativity and then make much of that and even getting the feedback this is painful it seems to delight in it because it is affirmed and then I know where I am so this is the you know, a bit of the message of it. But essentially, the desire or the inclination to be something, to be affirmed, is so powerful that that intention will even affirm us into negativity because it's familiar. I know where I am. I know how to operate from this basis of you know, hostility, ill will, negativity, whatever, you know. And, and so, without, even with her past, doesn't want it to happen. And there it goes. It's, it's, so, this is the power of an acquisition. A certain tendency has become an acquisition, a familiarizing tendency, and something, ignorance, you could say, in jitta, inclines towards it because I know where I am. Yeah. I know where I am, I know how to operate from this place. Mm. So, yeah. And, uh, mm. ignorance. Marvelously enough, there's also the potential for awakening, which Thorns. I don't want to keep being this. You know, I've blamed everybody, I blame myself. I've got into this hopelessness, I'm feeling it's not worth it. I've had enough of this script. <laughs> you know. And there's a decisive shift to something. You know. And sometimes it, it it gets to that place where you just you know, we, we move out because it becomes, you know, the negativity or the despond or whatever becomes unsustainable. You just, you know, then you shift. And so this definitely also in terms of behaviours is what happens to people. Some people, some people don't. Talking to someone the other day, he was, and his wife both into 
different kinds of substance abuse. He got to a point, I think he was doing hard drugs. Just something he said, enough. Took 15 years coming out of it. She didn't. She stayed in alcohol and continued. And who knows? So this is a mystery. We might say, you know, philosophically, some people's karma ripens the place where they begin to intuit or a way out, or just these get enough of being <laughs> their habits. They want to rise out. Some people haven't got there yet. Still in their habits. And what all of us need to know is, you know. And what are my what are my acquisitions? And realize, you know, at least the concept, the idea. You don't have to be that way, you know. It could be. It may take 15, 20, 30 years, but you can shift. This is dynamic. This is dynamic. And starts with intention. Again, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try. Get it wrong, but I'm going to try. try you know, somewhere in there. Try, uh, somewhere. Yeah, try again. Again. Uh, some, ah, that bit. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, 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 get it wrong. Uh, that bit, you know. And that's how it goes. <laughs> that's the process. Some more words on the board. <laughs> it's pretty full now, isn't it? <laughs> it might be time to <laughs> just uh, let things subside and we'll perhaps have uh, half an hour of sitting meditation. And then this afternoon we can begin, see if there's any um, questions or comments that come out of that. We'll take it from there.